They want the fear of hell in people so they can be the arbiters of religion. And once you take away their mantle and power, oh my gosh, we're going to see such a better world. We have a new world order coming. But the new world order and the new age, these are the two things that are fighting. And, And by the way, Joseph Smith... If the term new age was used in the 19th century, he would have been considered the most new age guru. There is nothing moral about being well adjusted to a society that is profoundly insane. How does the new age work into this? Well, Christ says you must be born again. Be born out of that control system. So, the the first thing, the first most rebellious thing you can do, the most new age thing you can do, is read the scripture and interpret it for yourself. Oh, really? Yeah. Go read the Bible in the Book of Mormon and interpret it for yourself. Don't interpret it through the lens of anybody else. Because the minute you start doing that, people get mad. The minute you say, well, I was reading a scripture and this stood out to me, and they go, that doesn't jive with the what, what the... But the real miracle is what you're going to do to the hearts of people when they feel the light and the love. How do you blind God from people? Make him a a, a construct no one can understand so you don't have a relationship with him, so you're forced to have a relationship with the leader instead. Well, how is this not just deconstructionism that all of the woke scolds engage in? Because deconstructionism is not done um, with the spirit. Everybody needs to have some kind of spiritual awakening. And that's whether you're a member of the church or not. It's a requirement um, to really being a disciple is to have a spiritual awakening. This mass awakening is happening left and right, and it's absolutely beautiful, and the churches are trying to smash it out. The following is an episode of Ward Radio and does not represent the thoughts or the opinions of KHTS, its owners, or any of its affiliates, nor does it represent the official opinion of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Ward Radio. I am your host, Cardinalis, and today I'm joined in the studio by Kwaku L, influencer, philanthropist, event coordinator, and online kind of new age guru. I, I, I think that might be a, a fair assessment of your online personality. Would you say that's a fair assessment, Kwaku? Uh, that was never the plan, but it's it's weirdly turned, you know, I've I've discussed... Uh-huh. Fun new age spiritual stuff from a Mormon perspective for I guess two years now. Okay, but I haven't committed. You haven't committed. I haven't like <laughs> committed to it. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I just I just have a question. Like like what is up with all this new age stuff? Because I'm kind of like new age to me. It actually kind of seems old. It kind of came out of the 60s and 70s, but it's never really died, and it's always been able to per have a new permutation that's new enough for it still to be considered new age. And it it seems so scatterbrained. That it's so interesting that you're simultaneously a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that says, like, God is the same today and yesterday. And the foundation of the church is based on the fact that, hey, early church had prophets and apostles. We're going to have prophets and apostles. Early church had Jesus Christ at its head. We're going to have Jesus Christ at its head. Early church had revelation at its head. Uh, we're going to have revelation at its head. So, so you're rooted in that, but you're also like all over the place talking Christ consciousness and going to the self-realization fellowship and meditating and like, it's like, well, like, what's up with all this like new age stuff? Just hit me, illuminate me. What's going on in your head? So, yeah. Um, well, 
basically, everybody needs to have some kind of spiritual awakening. And that's whether you're a member of the church or not. It's a requirement um, to really being a disciple is to have a spiritual awakening. And a lot of people just live within the system that they're they're born in. They, they always stay within the bubble. Okay. And um, one day, you could just be living your life completely normally. And then someone comes up to you and just pops that bubble. And the bubble's gone. Um, and that, I feel like, is kind of what happened to me. It actually happened to a lot of people during COVID. Right? Oh, COVID really? was a huge eye-opener for millions of people. So, so COVID was the catalyst for you? Um, kind of. Actually, my, my right before COVID, my friend Taylor um, started kind of, you know, uh, she saw the apologetics I was doing. She saw all the kind of media stuff I was doing, and she was like, hey, you ever thought about this? And I'm not kidding. Probably a week after everything shut down, that you know that first COVID week, it was like well, a Thursday. You, you were in Utah. I was in California, so that first COVID week lasted two years. But yeah. no, no, <laughs> yeah. the first week when like the news came and everything shut down, it was a and Thursday. everybody was doing yeah. two weeks to stop the spread, and everybody right. was on board, and they thought, okay, this is temporary. Yeah. So uh, she came over, and we watched a documentary, and we literally watched documentaries all night about just crazy topics, and it was the first time ever. I was thinking about topics, about some of these religious topics, but for the first time in a couple of years, not from like a, a way to defend the church, just like a, what does this stuff mean? And then COVID came, and then when COVID was coming, BLM had its huge heyday, and then the Epstein stuff, it was all happening uh, at once. Because I feel like COVID was the, th those first two or three weeks or two or three months of COVID was when all the soccer moms discovered conspiracy theories, and there was like a resurgence yeah. in like, you know, 30-year-old women talking about mm -hmm. like, you know, Epstein Island, and- It was, it yeah. was- the most uncorrelated information we were finding people who should not be interested in certain topics being interested in those topics and they couldn't stop it so that was sort of the beginning where i was very much like what is going on here like why like has everything we've been taught a lie and from there that kind of spiritual awakening process started um and everyone has to have it like of course a miracle says it's a required course. The time you take, it's voluntary, but you have to take the course. So yeah, I, I, what I, I like about the quote unquote new age is it's less, ultimately, it's less about worshiping the name of Jesus as it is trying to advance his teachings. Okay. So uh, what we have right now in mainstream Christianity is an emphasis on correct theology. You know, it's yeah, that's emphasis. what William Lane Craig said when he came at us. He was like, you know, Mormons really need to figure out their yeah. perfect God theology. The, theology, because, theology, Matt. You know, their explanation isn't quite up there with our explanation. Never mind. How has Jesus changed your yeah, soul? It's to, to a lot of people, it's all about, you know, confessing a certain belief because you must pass this test of agree with us. Yeah. But nowhere in the scripture is agree with me, agree with theology the litmus test for heaven. That's something we just made up. It's something yeah. that coercive, abusive, manipulative religious leaders mainstreamed into the public so they could have control over people. Well, didn't Jesus Christ say, like, you know, I am the way, the only way, and so on? That, that, I, 
in some ways that could be perceived as a litmus test, but a litmus test is different than like a catechism and a creed that you have to recite. But, and as but long you as you still, recite it obediently with your head dutifully down, what is it? Then, but, but yeah, that was a litmus test, but not necessarily. That was more of a door being opened. He says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Now, that is specifically vague enough <laughs> where you go, okay, what does that mean? He well, is and the also, way. come follow me as an invitation, whereas follow me or else I persecute you online is kind of like and, a lot of what, what a lot of the oh, yeah. apologists that we deal with. But ha- even that so, attitude look, they look have. at that phrase, come follow me. Yeah. That is not come agree with me. Yeah. And it's leadership by example yes, instead of yes. leadership through shame. And it's the shame based. Um, thou shalt recite, recite the creeds yeah. uh, type of leadership. Now you're ready you for the big enchilada? Shot. Yes. Here's a big enchilada. You're making me hungry. So when you uh, so when you the Durbanites or William Lane Craig or any of these, you know, Matt Froud or these people that are so hyper-focused on you must agree with me, really all it is Oh, be is, nice to Matt. Which I'm going to edit out the still. Matt part. I'll edit out the Matt part because apparently he's coming around and being nicer to Mormons now. But it, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Even, even if he wasn't, right? Even if he wasn't or was... This um, this giant manipulative idea that salvation is found by bowing your head and agreeing with whatever religious leader tells you you must agree with them, that is the same form of manipulation that governments have used to coerce their people. It is yeah. the same form of manipulation that um, people at the top of these pyramids have used to make sure that everybody on the, on, on the bottom is stuck within the Truman Show. So... Uh, <laughs> When someone says two plus two is four, two plus two is four, two plus two is four. Yes, it's true. But when someone comes and says three plus one is also four, they say that's not one of the answers on the Scantron. (laughs) Don't you write that in? It's two plus two is four. Yeah, but also three plus one. That's another example. That's true. It's true. But it's not within the confines of the test. It's not within the little bubble letter sheet. And so people start to get upset because you've popped the bubble. Um, so think about when Christ says you must be born again. There's a number of different ways to interpret it. And I think Christ spoke specifically in ways that uh, have to be interpreted in a couple different, you know, they, they mean different things. And he purposefully did that. But to be born again. We have taken that, and we've taken the Billy Graham, Jerry Falwell style born again, meaning I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. What do you mean? Well, I believe it. I believe it all happened. Okay, so so it is Satan. What do you mean you accept it? Oh, that's true. Jesus Christ did say, I think after casting yeah, the out devils the evil also spirits, believe. Yeah, yeah, he said, uh, yeah, the devils also believe. Okay, what? Okay, you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I, 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 I said, I proclaim, I worship the name of Jesus. You worship the name of Jesus? You, you worship the English version of the Greek version of the Latin version of the Aramaic version of... What do you mean? You, the name? You mean, you mean do you embrace the person of Jesus? It, it's all of these weird, bizarre things that are to distract you from, from the meat, the light. So, what it says, you must be born again. Think about how, what, <laughs> what the implications of that are. You're born into this world. And when you're born into this world, you're given a social security number. You're put in a school and you're taught how to think, when to think, where to think, and um, well, some of us are given social security numbers. Yeah, some of us are. <laughs> okay. 
You're taught when you can go to recess, when you can, you can go potty. Um, you're taught that you must learn in accordance with the system and that the system is telling you everything you need to know and you don't need to know anything outside the, of it. The system seems to be breeding good factory workers, not necessarily yeah. good citizens. Literally, our education is modeled after Prussia, right? Yeah. And you spend 12 years of that being told what to do, when to do, even creepy stuff like little kids going to lunch, walking a single file line. You better walk in a single file line. Follow the, oh my gosh, trading us to be like dogs. So they form and mold your mind. Then when you get into the workforce, you're taught, okay, finally, you need to go get a good job, make sure you're employed, and they pay you this, and then take all your money and put it into this housing market and buy a house. Also, you need to buy a house and you need to buy two cars. And if you're not married by this time, you're doing something wrong. So make sure you get married by this time and make sure she has a nice enough ring. And also make sure that you have this. Your FICO credit score better be this. Also, remember, you're right. You, you don't have a Roth IRA. You need to get a Roth IRA. Where's your health insurance? You don't have good health insurance. Well, you're not really. Don't let I you can say yes to the Roth IRA. Can't you know quite I mean? say yes to the health insurance. But. You know, so so I mean, seriously, it's like the, there's a giant list of requirements that they give you to how to be a human. And at some point, you you'll wake up at forty and you'll go, "Who the hell am I? I have done everything I've been told to do, and I still don't know who I am." Hey, I've been there. And that is the point of the system. That's the point of the Matrix, the Truman Show. It's to completely wrap you in this paper of a book you don't need to be reading. So um, this might be a little longer than 22 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but so, so, so what happens is you have all of these people who are baptized in a church. They're taught this. This is... Uh, you know, uh, Jesus is 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 Lord because it says this and this here, and then the authority is found here because it's here and it's here and it's here and it's here. But that you're just saying the things you have to say, like yeah. like where do you really believe it? Do you feel something different? Do you feel that change? And you see, they're trying to reinvent the wheel right now of 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 uh, of religious authority, dogma, and manipulation of mainstream Christianity with Christian nationalism right now. They're, all they're doing is reinventing the creeds. Because I thought that was just like, I thought Christian nationalism was just a, a pejorative invented by the, the, the secular left because they they wanted an excuse to put nationalism behind Christian just to vilify yeah. anybody that didn't go along with their ostensible, so, you know, so perfect dogma. Cardi, you're halfway there Ooh. because um, you're so right. I'm new, but not new age. Yeah, well, well here's the thing. So, so uh, you and, and Brad also does this a lot too. You guys recognize when something is is a is a projection from the opposite team, but when it's two wings of the same bird, you're forgetting about the other wing. So yes, the left may project something, but the left and the right are still controlled by the same force. So the right picks it up. So the every single time you're like, that's ridiculous. Like 2016. Okay. Uh, yeah, 2016. Okay. You have the left going, you have all these neo-Nazis, and these neo-Nazis are taking over the South, and they're racist, and they're like, that's ridiculous. No, that's just a projection by the left trying to manipulate the right. And then you have the Unite the Right rally where they're walking around the tiki torches going, Jews will not replace us. You go, ah, oh, crap, but those people are there. So what happens is the left throws the ball and the right catches it, and they do this back and forth over and over and over again. It's the same... Um, uh, and the right accuses the left of something, and the left goes, that's not really what we're doing, and they blink, and people on the left are doing it. It's problem, reaction, solution. It's it's literally 
a volleyball game and we're playing it back and forth and we're watching when you got to get off the bleachers and realize the game is being manipulated. So how does the new age work into this? Well, Christ says you must be born again. Be born out of that control system. Be born out of it. Stop accepting, um, you know, the uh, the lie. One lie is, oh, you know, it's it's. I mean, I hate, I hate war, but you know what? Like sometimes it's necessary because, you know, pe- people have to die for for certain causes that are so muddied and unclear. I just feel like I must say that. Gareth Ike said something really, really profound recently. He said, I refuse to live in a world in which, no, no, something along the line, I'm going to butcher it. He said it much more beautifully than this. I refuse to live in a world without the hope that children will not be buried by their parents limbless, right? Like, I refuse to live in a world in which murder and butchery is a norm. So what? So, so so and and he's kind of a new age guy too. But what what he's what he's getting at is, at any moment when we decide to step off the board game, the game comes to a stop. Now they rely upon people, kind of like the dude at the end of uh, what was that movie about the train going through the ice perpetually? It was a really great Korean film that they ended up making into Snowpiercer. Never, I have no clue what it. Does. Oh yeah, and Snowpiercer, the guy ends up getting off the train, and that was the whole like the whole Sigma male exit. So uh, it, yes, and another good example of this, and I tell everybody <laughs> one of the most spiritual movies you can watch to wake up is It, Chapter One and Chapter Two. <laughs> so the, It is a New Age movie. It literally is explains the New Age gospel. So Stephen King is one. He's one yeah. sandal. Not the, the book. Guru the book outfit. part with the weird sex scene. Skip. I'm talking about the movie. Okay. <laughs> um, and when I say New Age gospel, people go, "See, he admits he believes in New Age gospel." What does gospel mean? It means good news. Okay. Okay. And guess what? For something to be news, it has to be new. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the New Age is literally gospel because it's it's something new. Where it's telling you something, and it's never new. It's always. The, the alternative spiritual movement that's existed that people have ignored because it doesn't go within the mainstream. So they categorize it and say, oh, you must believe in, you must worship Kuthumi. Oh, you must practice tarot cards. You engage in witchcraft. They throw the most negative thing they could think of in New Age and just say you must believe in this because you dare to question their mainstream. So here's what it does, okay? It, you have the kids. They're just children, okay? And each of the children in the movie deals with a specific trauma, right? Huh, interesting. Okay. Beverly deals with the trauma of being M-worded by her father. Okay. Okay. They each have a trauma. And this demonic entity, Pennywise the Clown, which actually isn't a clown. It's literally an evil alien from a different world. That okay. Just pers- he, he takes on the form of a clown. That's the one he likes the most. Yeah. He appears... Always as their biggest fear. So he appears as um, this creepy painting when he's trying to, uh, to attack the Jewish kid. He appears as the burning family when he wants to attack the kid who watched his parents die in a fire. Yeah. He comes in as your trauma to stop you from progressing so he can literally take your soul. Right? Ah, interesting. And you go... Dang, what that's 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 really, really, really interesting that that he needs our fear for us to stop progressing in our tracks. So at the end of it, chapter one, 
Beverly, who had been M-worded by her father, the clown has to appear as her dad because that's the most traumatic force in her life was her, you know, pedo dad. But he didn't realize she fought back against her dad. She fought back and won. She stopped being afraid. And so when the clown came to her, she wasn't afraid anymore. Okay. And he didn't know what to do. He couldn't eat her because she wasn't afraid. Yeah. And and by the way, what does Pennywise do when he eats the kids? He doesn't eat them fully. He eats them and then like kind of puts this control over them where he's controlling their bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fear is used to control these people. This other entity from a different world uses fear to control these people. And they're his doing his bidding forever. And they most most of the trauma doesn't go away. So in it chapter two, they're still fighting it. But what happened at the end of it chapter two? And everyone says, Oh, it was such a corny ending. No, it was the most beautiful, spiritually woke ending ever. <laughs> it chapter two was the most spiritually woke ending yes. ever. I'm quoting you on that. Because the he turns to this giant monster, he they, he's destroyed all their friends, blood, chaos, horror everywhere. And Mike just says you're just a clown and pennywise is like i'm the destroyer of worlds and they go no you're not you're a clown that's it you're literally that you're not actually scary you don't even have a real form you're a formless entity with no power except to use us because you don't have any actual power or authority there's no light in you so you're a fraud you're darkness you can't see yeah and the more they keep saying you're a clown they're saying you're nothing you're nothing it begins to shrink and shrivel into this tiny little thing and they just kill him yeah and all it really took was them realizing that the situation they were manipulated in was fake. He had to use their trauma for their power over them. Yeah. Now, the mainstreamers would have said, look, yes, this, uh, this, this clown is destructive, but we just need to keep our distance and, 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 and understand that uh, one day we'll be strong enough to kill this clown. But the kid just said, no, the clown isn't even real. The clown operates off of trauma. So, so you would say that Jesus Christ, I, I think you're going to round the corner here and say... One of the things you appreciate about New Age, I'm sure, is the fusion of the idea that Jesus Christ is the Redeemer, whose ultimate redemptive message is an awakening that Satan's temptations are are not worth it and that the fear, you know, if you have to speculate, just as Randall Johnson says, you should speculate positively and that you think a lot of Jesus Christ's message was pointing towards that awakening that makes you not only just shed your fear, but your sin simultaneously. A- am I kind of sensing that fusion coming here? 75%. Okay. That's better than half. I was yeah. at half before. The, the, the biggest, I think, message is that the dark forces of the world aren't even real. Why could Christ not actually die? Why did he come back? Um. Well, he was. He was. Well, to prove he came back to prove that he was God, and that the resurrection was real. Real, which was the ultimate validation of all of his lessons, um, and the capstone of the redemption of man. Because behold, his work and his glory is to bring to pass the immortality of man. Okay, fair. Another answer, though. Christ wasn't the first person resurrected in Scripture. Christ resurrected other people before. I think yeah. there's like 30-something people resurrected in Scripture before Christ. 
Oh, interesting. Didn't know. And that. when Christ was resurrected, guess what? He brought the saints from the grave arose with him. Yep, that's true. Now think about that. Death isn't actually real. We have spirits that continue. Our consciousness continues. Death is an illusion. We're terrified of death, but what is death? It's nothing. It doesn't actually exist, right? Like, like Christ, we're going to kill you, and we're going to crucify you, and you're going to be done for. No, I won't be. It isn't real. The, the fear of an end is what... The, the 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 Romans and the Jewish leaders needed to use to coerce, but Christ couldn't die. He oh, did not. Yeah, die. I, I believe that's true with Christ. I don't know if I say I don't think death is real because I, I all of us have unfortunately been, you know. How uh, is it real? Ex- well, it's real in the sense that like it happens as prescribed. Um, I, I think it's fair to say but, though that a, a correct understanding of the gospel and Jesus Christ's teachings. As as the apostle Paul says, uh, death where is thy victory? Or, sorry, grave where is thy victory? Death where is thy sting? I'm botching the quote here, of course. I, I think the knowledge of the gospel reduces the sting of death. I think that's true. But but Cardin, if your spirit continues, you're you still have thoughts. Oh, then yeah, then death was just a passing. Mo- like if you're talking about in the great grand scheme of all of the eternities, then yeah, death is not real in the sense that it's not the ultimate end. I think is what you're getting at, right? It's barely an end. It's just the next phase. Yeah, no, that's true. It, it's it when taken in context, it becomes just a brief transition in the eternity. So, what is the worst thing someone can do to you in this life? What is the worst way they can control you? Well, it, it take away the essence of who you are instead of just this mortal iteration. So, steal your soul. Instead of and your 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 very essence, instead of just the life that you have in this mortality before you go on to the next one. Exactly. So, and they steal your soul by corrupting you. So think about so think about this. Okay, if Jesus Christ, who comes in, says you must be born again, he says you have heard eye for an eye, I say unto you, turn the other cheek. You have heard this, I say to you this. You have heard this, contradicting what they knew. Okay. Says. You know, uh, 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 rendering to Caesar's that which is Caesar's. Well, what is Caesar's? Nothing really. <laughs> it's all That's gods. True. That's okay. true. If it's so, all gods, yeah. You know, it's it's it, it's a a a you know uh, I'm gonna sink. I'm gonna fall in the water. You know, the the the, the this the, the water which you know associated with the flood, the flood of the entire world. You know, God can flood the whole world and kill everybody, and Jesus just walks on the water and comes to Peter and says, "Oh, if you come on, come on, Peter, it's fine. Let's do this." He's he's purposefully breaking the system, the mold of understanding. And uh, and he's doing that so people can be born again to wake up, to realize that half of these fears, the bondage that stops you from progression, it's 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 man made. It's it's fake. Right. Why does he, why does scripture say God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of freedom? Because you, um, uh, one of the things I liked about Andrew Yang when he ran for president, uh, and I think it's one of the things Marianne Williamson also appreciated, was the fact that he thought UBI helps people think from a standpoint of abundance instead of a standpoint of scarcity. So I think that Jesus Christ in that uh, phraseology was wanting us to have a mindset of abundance and not just scarcity. Okay, no, I, I like that. I like that. But is everything here on earth given to us by God? 
I, I would say yeah. Is fear even our trials? Uh, fear is it, it, it's eternal. We're we're fallen. Every, you know, it's it's part of mortality. I think it's kind of like this tabernacle of clay, right? Okay, now put yourself in the in the in the awakening mind for a minute, Carden. Okay, I'm trying. God has not given you the spirit of fear. Okay, why would that be outlined in Scripture? Um, so that we could, I, I guess, more easily reject fear itself. <laughs> People on the radio can't see how big you're oh. smiling right now. Okay. We got one All more right, minute right. too, and then the rest is gonna have to be bonus materials, man. So okay. hit it. So, um. All right, for the those watching on the radio, uh, uh, go to the Ward Radio YouTube to hear the rest of this, okay? No, got, it's going to be freaking cool. <laughs> no, we've got 45 seconds before I have to say that part, but okay. yeah, I keep going. <laughs> so, um, so, if God has not given you the spirit of fear, on your journey, you're terrified, and he goes, that thing you're feeling, that breaking point, that barrier, that anxiety, that nervousness, that's not for me, and I'm the only thing that's eternal. What I make is eternal, right? Okay. That's not from me. Okay. What do you do with it? You kill it like the clown. You uh, recognize it for what, what it is. A phony, a fraud. Is it like in Dune where she says fear it. is the small death and I will eliminate my fear and then only I will be left as it after it passes through me? You know, like, yeah. I haven't seen Dune. I know, it's, I know it's, I need it's, to. That's a good little self-recitation that I liked in the movie Dune. By, by the way, you reference the scripture a lot in the first couple, uh, uh, like, first two years of of, uh, of uh, Midnight Mormons. Um, in the Old Testament, when they prophesy the downfall of Satan, and they see him in the oh, earth, yeah. and they say, is this the man that caused the, the earth to tremble and the heavens to shake? the man that tremble? Because they're going to see a pathetic little... That's literally in it, chapter two. The clown falls into earth as a small little thing. That's it. This was the source of fear. It's yeah. nothing. Yeah. Now that message is that that message you can only understand when you decide to become and be, as opposed to try to just know. Okay. Um, on that note, we unfortunately got to pay some bills and we have to get back into our mortal tabernacle of clay and let the advertisers do their thing. We will be back in a minute. For those of you that are interested on this being part, I like what we've talked about the what. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the how with Kwaku L here, how we can supposedly and hopefully overcome this fear with some of his new ageism mixed with some Book of Mormon and some Bible stuff. It's going to be a pretty cool thing. Um, we're going to end the show that we have on KHTS here and you guys can migrate over if you'd like to on YouTube. You can check us out at Ward Radio on YouTube or you can check us out on wardradio.com. All right, so keep going, Quaku. Okay. The becoming part. So, um, yeah. So okay. So we 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 must become. Okay, we must be born again, born out of the matrix, born out of this world. Okay, into something new. Okay. Now, can you imagine if okay. half the country tomorrow woke up and said, "I'm not doing it." No, what, what do you mean I'm doing it? What, what, I'm not it? going to work for crap pay. <laughs> hey, I'm huh? not doing it. You need to go to work. I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not going to work. I'm not paying my taxes. I'm not paying attention to your politics. I'm not doing it. If 50% of the country did that tomorrow, the whole world would stop moving. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, the world wouldn't stop moving because it's it's heliocentric and it's round. No, you know what I mean. By the way, no, no, I'm just kidding. All of the people in charge who benefit off of the misery of the masses would freak out. Yeah. Because the illusion they've created has been busted. The bubble has been popped. So they need us to be in fear for the illusion to work. Money. Okay. When you go get a loan from a bank, Cardin. Yeah. They're not giving you money. They're typing in numbers next to your name in a computer. Uh-huh. That's it. It doesn't exist. It's completely fake. So is New Age where that whole money is a false construct idea comes from? Well, I mean, y- y- yeah. I mean, it's it's also Mammon, right? Mammon is a, Mammon is a, is a fallen angel and demon, and he, he just constructs fake falsehoods, right? All, all demons have is a legend. I, really. I didn't know that. That's cool. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So, um, so if we were to do that, everything would stop. Now, what would happen to churches? If tomorrow half of the Baptists went to church, half the Baptists in America went to church and said, why does this guy think he knows more than me? Ooh, what yeah. would happen? The Sola Scriptura guys would be literally, you'd take the rug right out from underneath them. They'd be like, no, no, no. I, I, I went and got my divinity degree. You, I, I know this stuff, so you must believe yeah. in it the way I interpret or else you will burn in hell. How do you know that? Well, well, because it says that. How do you know it says that? Well, because that—that's because the Greek and my divinity the, degree. It's like, and well, and by the way, <laughs> by the way, I'm waiting for the day where Protestants and evangelicals can finally ask their leaders and go, "Hey, how come the Bible is so so clear until I have a question, and then somehow the question I have is based off a verse that doesn't mean the thing you say it means because yeah. it means something else in that language? <laughs> this says this. Well, in the coin Greek, it says, "Funny how it always says something different in a different yeah. language," you know. But um, but what would happen? The churches would begin to shake. There's this really funny political cartoon I just saw the other day where this pastor was getting up and he opened up the Bible and he read, you need to give away all of your money to the poor and come follow me. And then he shuts the book and he looks up. He says, OK, I'm going to tell you why this doesn't actually mean what it just said. And then all the congregants went, whew, <laughs> you know, like Every time, every we time. don't have to give all of our money to the poor and come follow Jesus. It really just means come and 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 and, and give some money to the church, but also just believe the things that these guys say. Like that is not salvation. That is not an actual change. It's almost that, an odd indulgence. Well, it's also just busy work. It's busy work. That's fair. You're you're just. I mean, people go their whole lives seeking deeper spirituality, but they're just having busy work in church. Because that same matrix that wants to control people is found in the church, same as it's found in the government. Um, let me ask you a question. How come all of the people who get close to galvanizing the people get killed? Yeah, I was about to say, the system don't like it, bro. Whether it's Malcolm X or Martin Luther King or whether it's, uh, who's the guy that said, freedom! Braveheart, yeah, yeah you yeah. know? Or, I mean, Julian Assange. Oh, I love it how New Ageism has become an endorsement of it as the best movie describing new age philosophy. Yes. And then also this podcast has veered into a strange new age uh, endorsement of Julian Assange, international controversial New Age is no borders, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no borders. Him. We've gone everywhere, man. And I'm, I'm wrapping it up here. Don't worry. But uh-huh. um, you can, so the people who try to gal- who, who galvanize, you get close to breaking the system, they always kill those people. They go, nope, nope, time here in this, in this, in this uh, uh, mortal body's done. 
because we can't risk our illusion falling apart because the illusion is really what keeps them alive. Without the illusion, they're nothing. Okay. So, um, uh, what then do you do from the spiritual perspective? Because I've described the problem. Yeah. But then how does New Age solve it? Okay, people will be asking. Well, you can't just stop and not pay your taxes. Even Jesus Christ said, you know, given to Caesar that which is Caesar's, render unto God that which is God's. Um, but are you suggesting possibly uh, we do a better job of forsaking consumerism, I think? Because that's 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 a huge way I think the system keeps you down and hurts your spirituality. Um, well, I mean, th- that's definitely part of it. That's definitely part of it. Okay. So f- the, fir- the first thing, the first most rebellious thing you can do, the most new age thing you can do is read the scripture and interpret it for yourself. Oh, really? Yeah. Go read the Bible and the Book of Mormon and interpret it for yourself. Don't interpret it through the lens of anybody else. Because the minute you start doing that, people get mad. The minute you say, well, I was reading the scriptures and this stood out to me. And they go, that doesn't jive with the... the, And don't you dare mention the word Trinity never shows up in scripture. Or else you'll have the Athanasian uh, Creed and the Westminster Convention people. That's a different podcast. But talk about the manipulation, right? How do you blind God from people? Make him an a contract no one can understand so you don't have a relationship with him so you're forced to have a relationship with the leader instead right i mean that is one of the most wait wh- that was did you just come up with that on the spot yeah yeah i tell you i got that bangers was, that, man that, that was really profound i want to try and even regurgitate that is the intro of intros you said if you want to control the masses make god so confusing that you're forced instead of having a relationship with God, you're forced to have a relationship with the leader that taught you the creed. Uh, yeah, basically, we'll have to rewind what I said. Yeah, that, yeah. it was good, bro. It was good. <laughs> no, but, I mean, th- I mean, talk about that. And then you have, well, how come our why is the world so blinded? Well, because half of the Christians in the world don't even have a concept of God. Yeah, because they've been taught this amorphous, invisible thing which is nothing more than an illusion used by the people on top of the church to keep you subservient so um um but okay so the fix start reading the scriptures interpreting it for yourself okay and then every mainstream narrative you're taught question it through the lens of the lessons you've been taught by the scriptures purely so um someone says well you know uh it is terrible that um that all these oligarchies have so much control, but there's nothing we can do about it. We just need to accept it. Okay. And you go, well, Moses didn't accept it. Moses invoked the power of God and freed his people. Yeah, well, that was a long time ago. That's no, you can't do that today. And he stole. Up, he stood up to the oligarch of oligarchs, saying, "Let my people go." But then again, that wasn't of his own volition. He was commanded by God in the burning bush, though. I don't know if that's the uh, a, a perfect analogy, but I see where you're going with it. Well, yeah, okay. He was commanded by God. And, and why not say we should seek our own inspiration as to what our life's calling is, so our version of "Let my people go" in yes. our life will be found. Yes, it, well, yeah, yeah, that's the point, right? Yeah, don't just go up to your mayor and say, I refuse to pay city taxes, or else you might just end up j- in jail, and we don't want to be responsible for coming to pick you up after we go to church. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, so now, okay, once you do that, start interpreting things yourself, start enacting the lessons of those interpretations yeah, in the yeah, real yeah. world. Okay. Third, um, this is a 
this this is where it gets this is where it gets dicey. Okay, what are you can do start to question all of history. Start to question all of history. Interesting. And okay. unfortunately, Latter Day Saints should be the number one questioners of history. Yeah, in we're huge into history. We should be the most. I don't trust the mainstream narrative of history because our religion is kind of founded on the concept that uh, history has taken out stories that are very true. Okay. Uh, yeah. The whole Book of Mormon is like, yeah. By the way, this all this happened, and it's really important. And we go. Huh. And now you go to BYU and we're like, well, the academics have said that this means that the, 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 the. Yeah. What, are you, what are you talking no, about? But yeah, no, you need to throw your wrong. faith away because uh, academics have reached the consensus that, and then you ask them how they got to that consensus, and they give you like really garbage tribal answers like HMD and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep going. So once you start questioning history, you start realizing how fake history might be, then you start thinking, how fake is the news? Yeah. And those are kind of the three things to launch a spiritual awakening. Well, how is this not just deconstructionism that all of the woke scolds engage in? You know, uh, because deconstructionism is not done um, with the spirit. Deconstructionism is. Oh, you're right. Because ultimately, at the end of the uh, at the end of the day, what I've noticed, the only real difference between these competing religions that you have right now, wokeism and Christianity is that Christianity is the worship of something outside of you, whereas wokeism ultimately is the worship of that, of of yourself. It's self-worship. And so I will always have more respect for any other religious person out there, whether it's Muslim, Hindu, uh, you know, any of the sincerely held religious beliefs, Shinto, Taoism, whatever, because it is worship of something outside of you. It may ultimately round the corner and bring you to, um, you know, self-realization, yeah, just like the self realization fellowship. Look, I, I that was a commercial for them right yeah, there yeah. that I uh, accidentally stumbled on and didn't even realize was coming. But um, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah. well, because again, de- everyone has to deconstruct. At yeah. some point, you will start to deconstruct because that's a part of you being human. Your brain's working. Yeah, but when you deconstruct and 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 deconstruct the way pundits are telling you and the way the news is telling you to deconstruct that's not deconstruction that's just following a path real deconstruction is 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 being the kid in the class and asking questions to teachers like stop nope just just focus on what's on the scantron the real deconstruction kids like me were getting sent to detention because i was asking these questions and they were getting really upset about it right um oh credit had a great thought um uh 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 you what did you just say about the oh okay so those are the three things that are pretty necessary for a spiritual awakening. The questioning of history, the reading scripture for yourself without the blinders that anyone gives you, and then implementing the lessons of what those uh, 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 interpretations are. Okay. Those awesome. three things alone. Rock but on. I, I want to end I with one, one important lesson from, from Jesus. Okay. He says, greater miracles, greater things you will do after I'm gone. Ooh, right. okay, I'm now, digging. He was saying, I'm not walking on water. I can't I can't multiply fish and bread like that. What do you mean? I can't turn water into wine. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then what are those miracles he's talking about? Are I mean, is walking on water really gonna the miracle that's gonna save the world? No, no, an awakening. You'll have a bigger awakening. And the apostles would bring even more of an awakening. And this awakening would just awake more of the awakening. And new age will spread throughout the world. Because well, Jesus was the ultimate new age guru. What, okay, how about this? what would Jesus care about more? A world without war 
or a world where everybody can, you know, walk on water? A world without war. What would he care more about? A world where uh, someone can just multiply loaves of bread really, really fast? Or a world where people don't sabotage each other and there is no starvation? Ah, word. I dig. I you see. You. The miracles are actually coming from an extension of the heart. Because when, as Jacob Hansen says, Zion is emergent. Yes. The miracle that Jesus is looking forward to, the best miracles. You got okay, you guys saw me turn water into wine. You couldn't believe it. You saw me walk on water. You couldn't believe it. You saw angels come down to me. You that I know that was amazing. But the real miracle is what you're going to do to the hearts of people when they feel the light and the love. And that light you can only find when you get out of Plato's cave, that light you can only find when you get out of the darkness, when you turn on the switch, okay, and you see things for what they really are. That's one of the reasons why I love when Christ says, I am the light of the world. Yeah. Because we're living in darkness. And he's just going, let's turn on the light. And you go, oh, oh, that makes sense. I, I'm in the dark, and you're a kid in you know you're a kid in your room in the yeah. dark, and you're like, "There's a monster over there," and the yeah. and I can see a monster in the closet. Turn the light. Oh, it's just my sweatshirt. I was gonna say, dude, for me, oh. it was my mom's big fur coat in the early '80s. I saw <laughs> it in the in the in the closet once when she didn't close the door. I literally thought a bear was in there waiting to jump out and get me, dude. It was yeah. bad. And and that is the perfect <laughs> that fear, right? Yeah, that seriously. Fear it's not real. Yeah, for real. It's an illusion. Yeah. I didn't give you that. There's not a bear in your closet, Cardin. Turn on the light. Yeah, Jeez. for real. Oh, it's my mom's fur coat from J.C. Penney's. Yeah. She's a J.C. Penney's. Hey, uh, hey, my uh, mom had, it was Macy's. Macy's, One yes. step sir. up. That's no, true. It was, this was back in the 80s. You know, so. It was actually Robinson's before it merged with Robinson's May before it was probably bought out by Macy's. But anyway, keep going. Um, and, 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 and that is effectively the new age. Okay, we have a new world order coming, but the new world order and the new age, these are the two things that are fighting. You can enjoy things in the new age. And no, I'm not going to say, I'm not saying you need to go find the psychic in your neighborhood and pay her 120 bucks for a session to find out who your spirit guide is. I'm not saying you need to go awaken your kundalini spirit. I'm not saying you need to go, uh, you know, uh, have sex around a, a circle. Because they'd be like Al Gore okay? and ask him to touch the fifth chakra. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying any of that. Okay, th th those are all things people do, but that's not the rules. The minute you're caught into, oh, I, I, I'm spiritual and I'm a part of the new age community, so I must follow all these rules that people are telling me. Okay, yeah, then you're not. You're you have not to really like wicked. pay money to dress like you're homeless. Yeah, it's like no, no, it's <laughs> not it. But but the people who know that the, the world is off, the people who feel crazy because they recognize the. There is nothing moral about being well-adjusted to a society that is profoundly insane. It's the people that are actually – the people that are crazy are often the ones who just realize that everything else is really crazy. That okay? was another really good one. Did you just come up with that right there? There's nothing... No, that was, a, that was a paraphrase of a, of, of – it's like Osho or something like that. There's nothing morally superior about being well-adjusted to a world that's insane? Yeah, yeah. Like, like this okay. world is cruel and insane. Like, okay, guess what? If you were, you're born into Hitler Youth, okay – and maybe you're the one kid who's like, the hell are you people doing? Yeah. You're a weirdo. No, no, you're the weirdos. Yeah. You're marching around worshiping, you know, th this one mustache guy. Like, no, you're the crazy one. I don't care if I'm alone. 
I, I, here, I refuse to be normal in a crazy society. I'd rather be, uh, I'd rather be crazy, but actually be normal here. And so it's for the people who recognize from the time you're a child that 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 you're being lied to, that the system is not working in your your best interest. It's not trying to spiritually progress you. Those are the people that understand the beauty of the new age. Uh, and 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 this mass awakening is happening left and right, and it's absolutely beautiful. And the churches are trying to smash it out because they want to control. They want the fear of hell and people, so they can be the arbiters of religion. Yeah. And once you take away their mantle and power, oh my gosh, we're gonna see such a better world. You kind of sound like Joseph Smith a little bit there. Did Joseph Smith wear gold chains and pearls like you, or do you think he hid it underneath that little, that little flunk um, thingy? I don't you know? know. Apparently, Joe Smith is actually shirtless quite a bit. Really? Yeah. yeah I oh. mean, he was outside doing a lot of work. You know, He's probably I mean? yoked. And I yeah. got to tell you, one of the best renditions of Joseph Smith I ever saw was a Vincent Price in the old school movie Brigham Young from the 1940s. Yeah. You know, yeah. I bet you Vincent Price was yoked too. Probably. And and by the way, Joseph Smith. If the term New Age was used in the 19th century, he would have been considered the most New Age guru. Yeah. <laughs> they would have said Joe Smith is New Age more, like 100%. That's fine. Um, eternal right. marriage. Wow. Baptisms for the dead. Uh, come on, come on. So anyway, that is why I like the New Age. I hope it's made sense to you guys. Those with eyes to see and ears to hear will understand things I'm saying. Those without it will just be very confused. Yeah, and if you ever wonder what the Gnostics might have kind of... Looked and no, sounded but then like they had the whole you know? Yalbadoa thing, Yalbadoa, oh, yeah, and that God is weird. actually Satan, and that the whole. But the idea know. of secret teachings and awakening, you know, you were kind of vibing with that, you know, that nomenclature there for a while. No, 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 Quaku, Quaku, Quaku. You see, it's the problem with your Mormonism. No, see, now you're a Gnostic. There is no <laughs> secret teachings or awakening. Everything's fine exactly the way <laughs> it is. Believe Jesus... what the government says and believe what I say, and <laughs> you're gonna be fine. Like this is a literally people's mindset. Ugh. Man, that's funny, man. That's funny. You can tell you were raised in the South, my friend. That's awesome. Anyway, um, let us know where we go wrong. Well, not me. Let us know where Quaku goes wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay? I'm sure there's going to be some God. And well, in- actually, <laughs> Hebrew Jake Rich said in this one journal, let's- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So, um, yeah, let us know where we go wrong. Let's keep the conversation going. Did any of this resonate with you? I, did you think that Quaku is absolutely off his rocker? There's no wrong answers here. We just want you guys' interpretations. But please, you know, uh, spell it out in the comments below. We do our best to try and field as many of those comments as we can, especially in the first hour after we release a video. So anyway, let us know what you guys think. If you haven't yet subscribed to the channel, please subscribe. If you haven't pressed the like button yet before you exit the video, please make sure that you uh, smash that like button. And if you've liked this content, please consider giving us a super thanks if possible or try contributing on Venmo. We're both on the cash app and on Venmo as well. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. And it's been real fun. For this and more, please check us out at wardradio.com.